Hello, everyone. My name's Rhonda Head, and welcome to Indigenous Superstars. I'm coming to you live from Bigetti, Manitoba, the heart of Opaskoyak Cree Nation. Uh, I'm just letting um, letting everyone know that we're streaming live on my Facebook page, on my personal Facebook page, the Indigenous Superstar Group page. So please join uh, if you didn't join yet. Uh, we're also streaming on my on Twitter, and my handle is at Rhonda underscore head, and also on my YouTube channel. So if you have a, have a chance to join it, uh, please do. Um, the the link is on my personal page, and, and I'll, I'll post it again later on. To uh, So, you, so uh, YouTube will send you messages to uh, for the next um, guest that I, that I uh, interview. So we're on our 26th guest today, and I'm really uh, excited uh, to uh, have Raven Reed on, on the show. And I'll just read her bio. Raven Reed is a singer, songwriter, musician, public speaker, poet, artist, and budding author. She currently resides in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, but is originally from Miccosu Cree First Nation Northern, uh, in Northern Alberta. Her musical influences include Johnny Cash, Buffy St. Marie, Robbie Robertson, Leonard Cohen, Tracy Chapman, Neil Young, plus many more. Raven's music falls under the folk coffeehouse singer songwriting genre. Her original, her original music comes from the experiences she had in life, very real and sometimes with very raw emotion. She grew up, she grew up the 60 scoops away from her biological family and some of her music reflects that. She recorded an EP a few years back with four of her original songs. She is now in the studio with producer and fellow musician, Mikhail Gamble, to finish a brand new single called A Johnny Cash Night. She will also be working very soon with Tristan DeRocher on another single she wrote for Suicide Prevention titled For Kelly. COVID has stopped all her public speaking gigs, but she perseveres and puts her many talents elsewhere, such as painting for a poetry book she will be publishing and is currently illustrating for a series of children's books she has written. Please welcome Raven Reed. Hey, Raven. Hi, everybody. So happy How's to be here. How's it going? Yeah, it's so awesome to have you on the show. You have an awesome bio. I, I really are. Uh, I was like, wow, I want to ask you so much questions about your bio. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions before we get into your first song. Um, can you tell us what inspired you to, to uh, get into music? Uh, I, my, my biological family was very musically inclined. My biological mother played several different instruments and I think it just ran in my blood because being adopted into a family that no one played any musical instruments or sang, and I just ended up picking it up and teaching myself. So I'm self-taught on the guitar. 
I'm learning bass and drums. I could play harmonica um, and ukulele also, and the trumpet. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, like a wide range of, music, of instruments. That's yeah, so, yeah. So are, I love music. Are you self-taught with all the, all the, uh, the instruments? Every single one except for the trumpet. I learned that in school. Okay, so I yeah. I read music because of because of band class. I was a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I was a nerd too. I was in band class. <laughs> I the uh, clarinet and the alto clarinet. I, I just couldn't. Awesome. I had to be. I had to be in some kind of music all the time <laughs> when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. So. Um, other question I have for you is what inspires you to write your music and, and where do your melodies come from? Some of them actually come from dreams. Um, I'll dream of a song and wake up and write it down as fast as I could. Uh, other ones are just life experiences. I've written um, songs about racism and um, songs for suicide prevention um, domestic violence or things that I've been through in my, in my life. I, I try to put it into music to open people's ears, but also it's a healing process for me too. So I, I love to write music to, um, not only to inspire, but also to, to heal. That's awesome. So with that, I'm going to give you the screen and you could perform your first song. Okay, this first song I'm going to sing for you is called For Kelly. Um, and I had a friend, I have a friend who committed suicide in December. I'm not sure if you uh, know, if you know who her name is, uh, Kelly Frazier. And hold it from the top. Not here, you're holding the mic. Sorry. Um, so this first song is called For Kelly and I'm going to sing it now.
sometimes it's hard to believe, oh, hard to believe. I'll hold you in the darkness. I'll stop to your pain. I will listen. I'll help you see that the sun is still there. I'll do anything so you know that I care, oh, know that I care, and I'll hold you, and I'll hold Awesome. What a beautiful tribute to Kelly Frazier. I, I just Thank you so I, much. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I met her in, in uh, the BAM Center when I went there for a songwriting uh, residency. So that's where I got to know her. But uh, yeah, I didn't get to. Uh, um, I wasn't able to meet her in person, but we were working on a project together called The Littlest You Project. And it, it's, um, we, I was going to ask her to translate a song into her own language, which she did, but she wasn't able to record it. So that's, uh, it was a, quite a shock to wake up Christmas day. And that was everywhere on, uh, on the internet. It was very sad. Yeah, it is very sad. Uh, well, uh, build a short time. I, I hung out with her and we had a lot of fun and, she had a great, great bubbly personality and very crazy talented. And I'm, I'm glad I got to, I got to meet her in, uh, in Banff. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. I, I talked to her a lot on, um, over Facebook, like the messenger and, and, um, mm -hmm. she told me a little bit about people cyberbullying her. I didn't realize that it was as bad as, as it must have been. But she talked mm -hmm. a lot. She talked about that with me. And the last thing she told me was that people like us, we need to stick together, which is very true. Yeah. I, I believe that in Indigenous people, we need to stand up together and help eradicate racism and bullying and all, all the things that we face. Yep, I totally agree with that. That's, that's so true. So, yeah. um, so have you... Sounds like you've been busy, even though the pandemic's going on. Can you can you let us yeah, know what yeah. you A few years ago, I started a line of children's books. Um, and the idea I got for that was from my daughter when she was six years old. So I've been busy illustrating them and trying and looking for a publisher to publish my first book, which is called um, My Pet Buffalo. <laughs> And it has, it has Cree words in there. Um, so there'll be a whole series, like My Pet Rabbit, My Pet uh, Wolf, all, all those kind of things. So 
the first one I've been working on. Also, I've been putting together a book of poetry that I've written. I started writing poetry when I was in grade seven. So I have um, journals all over the place. And I've been looking through some of them and putting together a book of poetry and paintings because I'm also an artist. I also paint. Uh, yeah, so that's some of the things that I've been doing. And also I've just, uh, I'm just in the studio now recording um, a new single coming out. Awesome. So are you, are you, re are you going to be releasing an EP in, in the future or are you just uh, uh, releasing singles for now? Um, I'm just working on two singles for now, but eventually I wouldn't mind doing a whole album. I've written four new songs during the, during the pandemic, since we were all self-isolating and staying home. Uh, my daughter is, pr is premature. She was premature, so she has a lower self-immune system. So we've been pretty mm -hmm. much stuck at home. And it's kind of hard for somebody who's a social butterfly and up on stage. So <laughs> I go through ups and downs with that. <laughs> oh, I, I totally get it. Like, uh, what, for myself, I had so many gigs canceled. And, and, and uh, we were talking earlier about how much traveling we did and and uh it does get tiring after a while but i sure miss it <laughs> yeah me too I for uh i can't wait till the world opens up so i can uh get back out traveling and performing and sharing my voice with the world like i'm sure i'm sure you feel the same way i sure do i felt like uh my my public speaking was really taking off right before march like in uh January, December, January, February, March, I was busy every week traveling. And I went from being busy 24-7 to absolutely nothing. It was really a shock to my system. Oh, I told you, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> so I get the show to uh, to get our our artists out there and for people to... to uh, connect with the, the artists that I, I interview and like you're number 26. So my list is growing and I'm really excited. Uh, so, so can you tell us where was one of your favorite um, performances and, and where the venue and, and the location? Hmm. Well, last summer I, well, the summer, I think Nest Creek is one of my most favorite places. I I've been there twice at the drumming circle to tell my story and to sing um, a lot, to sing my originals. And it's so beautiful to be able to go camping there and to be around so many people that are like, you don't feel one ounce of racism or any kind of oppression there as an indigenous person, which is a beautiful thing. But I've been to, I went from going to um, Nest Creek, which is one festival uh, to about 10 festivals last year. So I think uh, oh. Nest Creek has to be my ultimate favorite, but I also love Waska Sioux. They had a, a, a big festival out there that I was invited out to. Um, and I toured Jasper last year too. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. I'm looking forward to traveling. So, so where, are those, like, where, where, where are those places located? What, what area? Uh, Jasper was in Alberta. Jasper's in Alberta. Okay. So we were at different... Uh, we were at a different venue every night. I opened for the Ray Elliott band there. 
um, at several different venues there. And then in Waska Sioux is uh, north of Prince Albert in Saskatchewan. And it's a provincial park. So they had the Strong Sisters there. They had oh, tons of tons of uh, wonderful, wonderful musicians and bands. Awesome. I was able, and I even got to see uh, the Dead South at Ness Creek. Cool, that's yeah, awesome. So, um, totally if you know the banjo player Elisa Doyle, she's she has the Doyle Fest going on over here, but she was the banjo player for. She toured with the Dead South, and she'll be on my single for Johnny Cash Night coming up. Oh, cool. So, so you're going to sing that song for us later? Sure. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing that one. <laughs> so where, was the, where, where did that song come from? Um, let's see. I was traveling back from Sangudo, Alberta, which is northern, northwest of Edmonton, and that's where I had met my biological mother. That's where she lives. And I was thinking about growing up in Prince Albert and how rank it could get. <laughs> and Johnny, and it felt kind of like a rank night. It was kind of stormy out, and and this song came out. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, do you want to share your story about about uh, being 60 scoop? Sure. Um, back. The 60s scoop, if you don't know, if people don't know what that is, back in the 60s, they had a program called the AIM program, which is Adopt an Indian Métis Child. And um, Indian Affairs and the police and social workers would just go and scoop children, even if they're walking home from, say, school or from, their, from one house to another. They would go into Métis communities and, and on reserves and take children. And instead of putting them in residential school, which was to which was to erase the the indigenous uh, in us, instead of doing that, they they adopted us out to uh, non-indigenous people. And the home that I was brought up in, my uh, adopted mother was very mentally ill. They would have known that if they would have checked her medical records. She was actually in a mental institute in Vancouver when she was about 25, but they didn't do that. They didn't check and see um, if she was mentally well enough to take care of children, which she wasn't. My younger sister and I were adopted. My biological sister were adopted into her family. And, and my, I have uh, three other brothers, two older ones and one younger one. And they were adopted into, um, into different families. I also had a lot of, cousins so my uh, biological family they own a trap line and they were out at the camps the parents all of our parents were out at the camp uh, hunting and trapping and taking other hunters out there and when they came back all the kids were gone all of us were taken wow. from my cookum's house and put into a res um, into a receiving home and I think I stayed there my sister and I stayed there for about a year before we were adopted and then um shortly after being adopted we were moved to prince albert and prince albert growing up um being you know one of maybe two other indigenous people in class in the class and growing up i thought we really were extinct because they didn't really teach us anything about 
being indigenous or where we came from. I grew up thinking I was Dene because that's what my adoptive parents told me um, because I was born in Yellowknife, but that's not true. I'm French, Irish, and Cree. So it's it's like we really did lose all of our culture. I spoke five different languages before I was adopted because being part of the trading the trading post and and um, trap lines and stuff with Métis people, we all knew tons of languages. So, well, yeah, you. so um, I lost my languages and my culture and everything uh, on top of having to deal with PTSD because of child abuse. Right. So how are you, how are you, um, now that you're back, like, um, how are you getting back and finding your identity, like your, your, uh, your Cree side? Um, well, I met my biological mother in my early twenties and, um, found out that my whole entire family is quite musical, which was really nice and artistic. So I wondered where that part came from. Um, mm -hmm. Because of what happened to us, a lot of, like my own biological mo biological mother uh, turned to alcohol and is dying from cirrhosis of the liver now because of losing her children, which is something I can completely understand. But yeah, our family was was really torn apart. There's a lot of uh, toxicity and... and um, it's sad. It's it's a sad situation, but my whole prerogative is to turn all of that ugliness that the government of Canada put in my life. I I like I want to turn it into something beautiful and which is art and music and and I'm where I'm able to help other people. Uh, I'm a big um indigenous advocate. I'm an advocate for our people. So that's awesome. Did I answer the question? Yeah, you did. Uh, thank you for sharing. And I'm sorry that happened to your family. And I'm really proud of, of, of what you're doing now. And, and uh, keep on doing what you're doing. You're a strong woman. And uh, with that, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your, your next song. Okay, this one is the one that I was talking about. It's called a Johnny Cash Night. Oh, it's 
listening to Wheeling and Steve Girl. Brought into a bomb, might be cussy hit a girl. Oh, don't know where this night will end. Put those country tunes on. <laughs> this feels like a Johnny Cash night. Drinking whiskey, it's got that dark fight. A storm is rolling into town, and winds are blowing just right. Oh, it's a Johnny Cash night. I just wanted to dance. <laughs> That's a cool, cool melody and uh, pretty cool lyrics. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it when uh, when you release it. Yeah, that's I'm very pretty- excited for it. We're in the studio right now, so that's great. I've got uh, Pete, Peter Alboni on stand-up bass, where he's like, ding, 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 you know? Oh, and cool, then, uh, yeah. Fabian is on drums, and Michael Gamble is playing lead. Then I have uh, Alisa Doyle playing uh, banjo. And we want to find a fiddle player to put in there. So cool. you're going to hear a little bit of... Johnny Cash in the background, a little bit of Waylon sounding music. It's gonna, it's really gonna come together and sound great. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll just read, read some of the comments here from some of the viewers. I just want to say hi to the uh, to the people that joined in with in with us this evening. Uh, yeah, hi everybody. Diane, yeah, Diane from OCN. Uh, uh, Cindy uh, Elliot. I, I, I believe that must be one of your fans. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Cindy. Uh, yeah, uh, Patricia Sousen, Annie Corbett, Brandy Mazina, and and uh, a Facebook user said, "Wow, I'm just tapping my feet on the floor," and and they really uh, <laughs> enjoyed your. <laughs> and that's what I was oh, doing. I was listening to it. Has such a good beat. I, I, I think that song's gonna be re- do really well when you release Thank it. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so where can uh, the, where can we find you on, on uh, social media? Um, the best place to reach me is probably, uh, Facebook. I have a, I have a public page on Facebook, but also I am on, um, SoundCloud. If you want to hear my EP, it's up there for, um, streaming. Um, so you just search up my name and you'll see Raven Reed. And then it has four of my original songs there. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel, but there's, I'm just working on it now. It's under construction. And um, I would, and then I have, you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram also. Just all awesome. under Raven Reed. Cool. That's so cool. Well, I, I'm, I can't wait for COVID to be over so we can go both out, uh, back out there, travel and share yes. music. And, yeah. And that's what it's all about. And, and uh, sharing our stories. And, and I'm really glad that you reached out to me to interview you. You, uh, I want to thank you for for sharing your story and 
and uh, you've been through a lot, and and uh, you you've come out stronger than ever from all your experiences, and and I, I look forward to hearing more, more of the music that you create. Thank you. I believe that's in our blood as Indigenous people to be that strong and resilient. So I don't want to let us down. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're awesome. I'm so proud of of, of you. So Thank so you I just want to say um, my next guest is uh, Shelley Morris from Australia, and, and that's tomorrow, tomorrow evening. And uh, uh, follow uh, Indigenous superstars on on um, Instagram. And I also started uh, an Indigenous superstar playlist on Spotify, so you can go check that out as well. And uh, just want to say, stay safe, stay healthy, and kisagi ten. Mm, see you guys. Bye.